Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. It's Joe Melendrez, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's wild to think that the birth of Jesus was the beginning of his 33-year rescue mission on earth. Did you know that Jesus' public ministry was only for three years? That's right. When he got baptized by John the Baptist, he was actually 30 years old. And when he died, he was 33. So three years, he did all that we see recorded in the Gospels. And in fact, he probably did a lot more that's not recorded. Incredible. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth and for saving your children. Happy New Year. No matter where you are in the world, God's going to do a new thing in your life this year. I can feel it. I believe it. I'm declaring abundant blessings and divine opportunities brought to you by the God of miracles. With God, all things are possible. Amen. I'm excited for today's show and our theme today is Go Bravely. I recently bravely boarded a 15-hour flight to Australia for an amazing conference called the Australian Catholic Youth Conference. 6,000 teens from all over Australia gathering together in Perth had the opportunity to give three keynote presentations, three interviews, seven mini concerts over three days. It was a lot, so much fun, praising God, such a blessed time, and I made so many new friends. The last time I had been to Australia was in 2008, 11 years ago, so so grateful to be back, and I hope to be back soon. It was for sure a highlight of my 2019. I'm so thankful for 2019, but I am pumped for 2020. This year has been a blessing. After 11 years of working in Catholic high school education, I stepped out in faith to devote myself to full-time ministry of speaking and performing at schools and churches around the world. Was I somewhat scared to leave my full-time and stable job? Yes, but I had to go bravely. My wife and I prayed for months for guidance in making this decision. Essentially, God started closing doors and opening new ones. It's as if God was saying, Joe, it's time. There are so many times in our lives we need to choose to be brave for the sake of God's kingdom. May we always put our faith over our fear in any mission that God has for us. Today's mission tip is brought to you by Christmas on the Streets. This is an amazing organization founded in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, with a global vision. Christmas on the Streets is serving to break the stigma surrounding our brothers and sisters experiencing homelessness, make a positive and long-lasting impact on humanity. Their tagline is, homeless, not hopeless. If you would like to support Christmas on the Streets, please check out christmasonthestreets.com. I learned about this charity when I was in Australia, started by my new friend, Rose. Incredible. She just had this desire to serve people. And she went, she asked, you know, if you could have one thing, she went up to a homeless person, what what would it be? 
And he's like, a new pair of shoes because I have holes in my shoes. So she started reaching out to people on Facebook. People started donating. Um, so every Sunday, they go what's called a, a street run. And they serve people um, in different locations all over Australia. I love it. It's so awesome. Can't wait for it to come to the United States. So today's mission tip is give God control. I just heard a message about giving God full control over your life. Essentially, we have to be cool with what God wants. We are transformed by Jesus when we give him full control of our lives. We can't just say, hey, Jesus, I'm going to give you some of my life. We got to give Jesus all of our lives, which is not easy. I often say, if Jesus calls me out of music and speaking into doing something different, like working with homeless people or elderly people or creating a cooking ministry, whatever it may be, I have to say yes. I have to be okay with it. I have to be down. I have to be ready to serve in any way. My wife is currently pregnant with our second child, praise the Lord, a baby boy coming this April. She will often ask me, Joe, can you do this task for me? Joe, can you do me a favor? I do my best to respond with, of course. I'm here to serve. This means if she needs me to clean the bathrooms, I'll do it. Put away the Christmas decorations, I'll do it. Drop off donations at Goodwill, let's go. I'll even go see the movie Little Women with her. So many opportunities to serve my wife. I pray I can have that same attitude towards Jesus. Maybe you're listening to this and you're a control freak. It's okay. Take a deep breath and just say, Jesus, I give you control over my life. Let's say it together. Jesus, I give you control over my life. I love this quote from Bishop Barron that says, I am most myself when I surrender to God. In other words, if you want to be fully who God made you to be, you got to give him control. Let's do it. We can do it. It's a new year. Okay, today's show, we have a mission-driven interview that you don't want to miss with Emily Wilson. I'll be breaking down a song Emily and I did called Brand New for our segment, Break It Down. But next up is Word of the Day from my wife, Noelle Melendrez. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mission-driven podcast. Let's go. Bravely. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is episode 10. We did it, double digits, here with Noel Melendrez, and we're doing Word of the Day, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Noel, you mind reading it for us? Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Man, have you heard this before? I'm just the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just not one you hear all the time, I guess. Right. I really liked it when I was kind of researching um, a good scripture verse for this podcast. The theme for the podcast is go bravely. And I think one of the things that holds us back is this, um, what we hold on to in our lives. And it takes up like real estate in our heart like unforgiveness, things like that. And so if we can like move past that. We can enter into what God has planned for us. So that's, that's why I loved it. So what were some of your observations for this passage? I honed in on do not dwell in the past, how God is going to, he continues to do new things in our lives if we allow him to. Yeah. 
um, and he makes a way where it seems like there can't be a way or it seems impossible. Yeah, I said, uh, like you said, don't dwell on the past. Forget about it. Uh, move on because God's doing a new thing. Can you feel it? Are you ready for it? I think a lot of times we might pray for new things to happen, but we're not ready for it. Well, and that's why we have to pray almost for God's will, God's timing. Yeah. I mean, we can pray for, obviously, we want things in our lives. We want blessings. We want new things. But I guess we have to understand that God's only going to create that path when the timing is right, Mm -hmm. when we're ready for it. Yeah. You never want to have something premature. For sure. And I don't think God will actually give it to you unless he knows you're ready to extend. Right. Well, and that's why you kind of have to allow him to steer your course and yeah, not try to lead force the way. it. Yeah. You know, um, I kind of, I also wrote, you know, he'll make a way when you don't think it's possible. And we were driving today, uh, running some errands in Simi Valley. And there were some fires recently in Simi Valley, I would say a few months back. And there was a whole mountainside that got burned. And we just had a bunch of rain recently. And we're looking at the mountainside and new life is coming. It's turning green again. And that was pretty amazing. I looked at it and I was like, ah, looks like Jurassic Park. And you said it looked like... The sound of music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But two different perspectives. But it was just the observation that, you know, a few months back, it it was dark. It was black. It didn't look like there was a way. But God brought something new. He brought a new thing. The hills are alive. The hills are alive. The sound of music. (laughs) So what were some of your applications uh, from this verse? I think for me, the idea of not dwelling on the past, I can kind of get in my head a lot of times, even with small things, Mm -hmm. like kind of replaying maybe something I said or wishing that I maybe said it differently. Mm. Not only can the big things hold you back, but even the small things can kind of create anxiety in you that kind of prevents you from moving into a new space, a new season, or just allowing yourself to heal, move on, grow, mature. I think for me, when I read this and kind of reflected on my own journey in life, I find that when I rooted in the word more, it's easier for me to let go Mm -hmm. of anxieties, let go of ass hurts, let go of things that may come up. Not to say that, you know, you let go of things immediately, you know, there's always processing, there's healing, different situations require different things, you know, and it's not to say to bury it and forget it because that's never a good thing, but to kind of examine yourself in an honest way, examine your thoughts, your feelings, and go to God with those thoughts and feelings and allow him and his word to guide you in that allow you to move forward and I think that we all do that you know we can hold on to the past in terms of relationships or mistakes or hurts or yeah maybe issues with you know that we've dealt with in our childhood or whatever it is but to allow yourself to move forward to heal to grow to mature to not let it define you throughout my journey in life There have been several times that God has made streams in wasteland. If you look at the language of the scripture, I thought that was really cool and interesting. Like a way in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the wilderness, you don't think, oh yeah, there's a path right over there. Or streams in wasteland. Wastelands, they are, you know, they're dead. There's nothing there. But I can, you know, 
kind of look at my life and see how God has done that. And the more he does that, the easier it is for me to trust that even when I can't see anything but wilderness or wasteland, that, you know, his plans are greater than mine. His thoughts are greater than mine, you know, going back to what he promises. Yeah. And they always are. And the outcome always ends up being better than I could have even possibly imagined. But it's allowing myself to trust him even when I am in the wilderness. No doubt. For application, I put uh, the best is yet to come. Past hurt and unforgiveness keeps us from what God has in store. And I remember the scripture passage, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has ready for those who love him. And I want to be ready. And I welcome the new thing that God is working on. And something that struck me um, from you mentioned uh, making a way in the wilderness. We've been uh, spending some time in the movies recently. We saw Frozen 2. And I think of the song Into the Unknown. You know, it's like uh, Elsa is has this conflict. She doesn't know where to go, but she's in this wilderness, right? And God makes a way in the wilderness. And I'm not going to give away the movie, but, you know, she she finds what she's looking for to an extent. I think when it comes to, like, living a brave life, I think it, it takes courage to face your fears, to not run away. Um, another movie we saw, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And one of the lead characters, Rey, has uh, an interesting moment where she wants to kind of run away and she doesn't want to face kind of what she has to do. Um, and that's not really the way to go, but it's a, it's normal reaction for us. It's too hard. I can't do it. I'm just going to stay here, but God doesn't want you to stay there. God wants you to grow. He wants to do a new thing in your life. And I think that I don't, like you said, you can get stuck in your head and things can hold you back. And I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody. Jesus said, I came to give life, life more abundantly. We got to be ready for the abundant new life that he has planned for us. And we're in Christ. We're a new creation and we need to act like it and think like a new creation. So really encouraging stuff here from uh, Isaiah. Let's conclude with a prayer. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you can help us to stay focused on you. Lord, as we celebrated your birthday, um, we ask that you can do new things in our life. As, as every year we celebrate your birth, may it, be, may it be different for us as we recognize who you are to us, this relationship, this desire, this, this hope to grow closer to you that we have inside of us. May, may it come alive. May we find you in your word. May we find you in other people. May we find you in church. May we find you when we're just doing our, our day-to-day things May you be present in all things that we do. And Lord, I ask that you can give us courage for those um, that are afraid, for those that feel alone, um, for those that don't think that they they have what it takes. Lord, we can do all things through you. We want to remember that, that, that every day is a new day and we can let go of what's holding us back. We ask that anybody listening right now, if they're holding on to past hurt, um, unforgiveness, Whatever it is that's holding them back from you and your love, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that it drops off and that it falls and that we can proceed. We can step forward into the new thing that you have prepared for us. I just want to lift up anybody who's in the wilderness right now, that you give them endurance, you give them strength, you give them peace, Lord, 
and that you give them hope and that they can find their way through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was Isaiah 43, verses 18 through 19. Word of the day. Let's go. (laughs) I don't put that in. Let's go. Today's mission-driven interview is a speaker, author, and musician who travels the world sharing her faith through witness and worship at faith-based events. She is incredible. If you haven't seen her, I'm sure you will see her soon. She has a heart for sharing the good news, has over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. She posts a video once a week. It's incredible. Uh, She goes live on Instagram once a week. She specializes in encouraging and supporting young women. Let's give a big mission-driven welcome to Emily Wilson. Woohoo! Thanks for having me. Hey. It's thank- such a delight to be on your podcast. Yeah. Podcasting from Canada. Canada. Of all places. I had we we live down the street. That's you know, true. But I had to find you in Canada <laughs> to get you on the podcast. That's so true. Um, great. So thanks so much for being here. How are you feeling right now? I feel great. It's my first time ever in Canada, and I love Especially going to ministry events where I know other speakers like mm-hmm. you. Um, it's just a lot more fun to just be in fellowship with people yeah. I know, yeah. as well as meet uh, new people. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I love young adult events. We're at a young adult event right now mm-hmm. for your podcast listeners. Yes. And I just love being among people my age and be able to share in faith with them like that is really, really cool. Totally. Yeah. And it's something neat. Like I I watched you speak earlier today and um, you brought up different saints and you incorporate it to really make a connection and how we can um, go bravely into the world. So I thought that we could title title this Go Bravely. Yes. And uh, you actually have a book titled Go Bravely. Totally. Um, Tell us about about what inspired um, Go Bravely. So Go Bravely uh, is something that Joan of Arc used to say to her soldiers, Mm. right? So she would tell them, go bravely, all will be well, have no fear. Another uh, thing she would say to them is, in God's name, let us go on bravely. Wow. And those are not like, you know, some saint quotes are like, did they really say that? But there's a book called Joan of Arc in her own words mm-hmm. that um, it was researched for a long time and it was a lot of transcriptions of things that she actually said. Uh, so Joan of Arc is one of my favorite people who yeah. has ever lived. Wow. She lived with such a, a fierce love for the Lord and a... Uh, I mean, an indefatigable just resolve to do what the Lord was calling her to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I titled my book Go Bravely because I really feel like I want women to hear me saying that to them. Yeah. Right. Go bravely. All will be well. Have no fear. You can live this life in Jesus Christ and live your faith in a radiant and beautiful way. Uh, just like Joan did, just like so many women who have gone before you yeah. did as well. So that's why wow. I called it that. Wow. I love it. I love it. And we'll get more into uh, new books coming out, things yeah. like that. But I just want to know, give us your faith journey, your background, your backstory. A lot of times to see somebody that's so passionate about the Lord, you know, what what happened in your life um, that led you uh, to be who you are and how you are ministering today? Good question. I was raised in a Catholic family. Were you raised in a Catholic family? I was. Culturally okay. Catholic. Culturally Catholic, yeah, but not, not like not practicing, really practicing, really loving the Lord. Yeah, I grew up in a family that like really loved the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, which was really beautiful. And my parents showed me how to live a Catholic faith that could be incorporated into your everyday life. Yeah. Um, and they always were willing to really 
answer the question of why. Mm. It wasn't just like, we do this, yeah. we do that mm -hmm. just because, right? right? Like, why do we have to go to mass on Sundays? Why do, you know, we have to help you set up for prayer group, whatever it is. My parents were really involved. And so the because was always a conversation, right? And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people, that explanation is lost um, uh, for children to mm -hmm. say like, we do this because, right. and then my parents, not, they weren't just going through the motions. They really had that heart for Jesus. And yeah. that really translated, uh, into our family. And so I went to a Steubenville conference when I was 14. Did okay. you go to a Steubenville conference? I have not been. You've, you've never I've been in never your life? Been. Oh I just hear like so many speakers talk about it all the time. I wondered yeah. if you had gone as a teen, mm. But you didn't go when you were Yeah, I went out. on a teen axe retreat. Okay. That's where I encountered God. In Texas? Yeah, in Texas. Okay. Axe is big in Texas. Axe is real big, yeah. Huge. Mm -hmm. So I went to a Steubenville conference and I really even saw more vibrant faith among people my age. I was yeah. like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. For those listening who don't know what Steubenville is, can you like break it down? It's a, a conference put on through the Franciscan University of Steubenville. There's, okay. I think, 20 all over America and even Canada where we are right now. Huh. Uh, really just speakers and worship and mass and adoration, just a really an opportunity to hear about the good news of Jesus, yeah. uh, commit or recommit your life to him and Love really it. just grow and deepen your faith. Amazing. So I went to that and I really had made a decision in high school to make my faith my own. Mm-hmm. I took that into college. It was very, very hard to live my Catholic faith in college. Yeah. I went to Arizona State. Uh, and being a Catholic, even at a Catholic university today, is like feels impossible on yeah. some days. I know a lot of Catholic universities in America are not very Catholic mm. uh, anymore. So that was really, really challenging. But uh, amidst a lot of trials, I just really decided to continue on in my faith and wow. really go – uh, upstream, right? Yeah. Go against the grain. You mentioned it's like you're like a salmon in your talk, Yes. Right? Salmon swim upstream. Yeah. And it's really, really hard. It's hard work. And that's what it feels like to be a Catholic young person or a Catholic in general today. Yeah. Just maintaining uh, morals, values, like all that in today's world. In a world that's lost them completely. Mm -hmm. that Especially has, in college. Yes. Know, yeah, it's a big and deal. And in college, like everybody lives for parties. Like mm -hmm. to, to live for Jesus is yeah. like the most extreme weird thing you mm -hmm. could possibly do. But I was living for Jesus because I knew that's where I could find true fulfillment and yeah. find true peace yeah. that he knew everyone around me was looking for. Yeah. And I just decided to share that uh, with people just in my own way. Kind did you, of an aquatic did you have like a community or people you live with that supported that? Or was it, were you kind of alone I was, in that mission? Um, I didn't live with people who shared in that. There was like community houses through St. Paul's outreach mm -hmm. and things like that in college. Um, but really, it was um, – I found a women's group. Uh, long story short, I shared about this on YouTube a couple weeks ago. Uh, in my testimony, I was really struggling freshman year of college. And I went to an event. And Matt Marr, who I've known for a long, long time, he was there. He's been a family friend for a long, long time. And he said, like, how's it going? And, I mean, I just almost just totally broke down in Whoa. front of him. And he could see – within me that it wasn't going very well because wow. it wasn't. Wow. And he said, I need, I want to introduce you to someone. And he brought me over to this woman named Andrea, um, who ran a women's group. Mm -hmm. And I got connected to that women's group and they met like weekly for community. And, uh, it was really, I mean, totally the Lord. Wow. And that helped me get through college. Mm, so good. It was really, really powerful. That moment with Matt and bringing me to Andrea and getting connected with that group, like really, was a game changer, wow. as they say. 
Wow. And then you graduated with as a broadcast journalism degree? Yes, my degree was in broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a reporter for ESPN. Yes, love it. Yeah. But God had other plans. He wanted me to tell the good news. Yeah. Right? Broadcast which, the good news rather than broadcast it. sports or the bad news, which all of news is, is relatively today. bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, when I met you, you were doing youth ministry work in yes. Southern California. Yes. So you got plugged in. What led you from broadcast journalism to be in youth ministry? Near the end of uh, my time at Arizona State, I read an encyclical by St. John Paul II called On the Dignity and Vocation of Women. Mm. Mulieris Dignitatum. It was a long story. A woman at our parish had died. She had a big collection of books. Father said, her collection of books is out on the tables after mass. Like, you can go pick up anything you want. Wow. And I picked up that encyclical. I was like, ah, this could be interesting. Yeah. Um, and I read it, and I knew my life would never be the same. And really? I got together with Ike that yeah. night, my friend Ike and Dolo. Yeah. Uh, we were just hanging out. We were friends. And I said, Ike, my life will never be the same. I read this thing that changed my life. Wow. What was in it that, that was so impactful? Just um, sharing about it. Uh, it's called the dignity and vocation of women. And this message of like the dignity that Jesus gives each and every single person, but most, uh, you know, specifically, of course, to women and what makes women come alive the most. Mm. Um, it talk, He talks about how women find themselves by giving a sincere gift of themselves. Whoa. And you as a man who has a wife mm-hmm. um, know that like maternal love. Yeah. That not every woman is called to be a mother, and he goes through that, but that uh, we we as women just have this love that we need and want to give to something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why do women call themselves dog moms and cat moms and corgi moms and plant moms? Because we have this yearning to love people and to take care. Wow. And he t- he like outlines that in this way that I was like my mind was totally blown, um and the vocation of of every woman, uh, whether that's a vocation to be a sister, yeah. uh, or whether that's a vocation to be a wife and a mother, mm-hmm. um the importance of that and how uh, crucial that is, uh for the Catholic Church and for the world. Wow. So yeah, my life was never the same. And I said, I really thought to me, I said women need to know this yeah. stuff. Like this is a, again a game changer, and the Lord was like, "Okay, I want you to tell women about this." Yeah, changed my life forever. Unreal. That's yeah. so special. Isn't that insane? And it's wild how I mean, it was just you reading something probably over a course of an hour or something like that. Yeah, it's very short. It, Everyone it should read it. By shifted the way. shifted the course. Can you say the title one more time? Uh, on the dignity and vocation of women. You can actually look it up on the Vatican website. Okay. Um, it's it's you can read it for free there. Love it. Yeah, I love it. So this is the mission driven podcast. Um, the the goal is to help people, you know, not only discover their mission but give them fuel for the mission, help them along the way. Yes. And also learn about other people's missions. So now that you kind of set this up, um, what do you feel like your specific mission is? From God right now? Uh, For women to understand that their dignity is inherent to them, which means permanent. That, you know, we talk about there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less. Mm, But there's nothing that any human being can do to lessen their dignity. And each person has an infinite amount of dignity given to them by God. And so I think when women understand that they operate from a place of freedom, understanding Mm -hmm. my dignity and value and that that doesn't come from my followers or from my boyfriend or even from my marriage, that it comes from Jesus himself and getting women to understand that 
um, when they live from that place yeah. uh, of understanding that, uh, I think they understand greater who God created them to be, yeah. and they live in the way that Jesus designed women to live in mm. total freedom, total radiance, total joy. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. <laughs> you know, something that just struck me and something I think about um, relationship-wise is in Jerry Maguire. Uh, do you remember the movie, Jerry Maguire? I've never seen it. you never it. seen it. Okay, no. well, well, one of the big lines at the end is Jerry goes to see, spoiler alert, um, the girl he's dating. <laughs> never he, watch it. And he says, you complete me, right? And it's so powerful, but, but it's so wrong because we need to, we're already complete. We're complete in Christ. Mm-hmm. And in relationships, we need to come complete to each other and we can't be codependent totally. on one another. Totally. And I see that a lot. And people ask me, dating advice, relationships. Well, I need this. I'm like, well, you should be good on your own. And this person compliments you and together you're a dream team. You know? Yes. Compliment um, is so important. It's almost the same letters as complete, mm-hmm. but two very different things. Yep. My mentor, she always told the girl, she said, if a man tells you, you complete me, run in the other direction as fast as you can. Yeah. Because it's not about completing one another. It's about being complete in Christ yeah. and bringing that completion in Christ as as a, you know, they always talk about finding your better half. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not half a person. You're mm-hmm. a whole person. Mm-hmm. First of all, totally. made new in Christ Jesus, yep. and you bring your whole self into a relationship and into a marriage. Yep. Very important for Very people important. to remember. Because if you depend on that other person to complete you, you're going to have a sorry, sad life. Yeah, man. Well, speaking of marriage, you're married. Yes, and praise the Lord. you have a, a beautiful young son, yes. Zion. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your husband. Yeah. and Because I know you showed a picture today. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's holding you and you're like <laughs> flailing your arms yeah. and waving. And you said that's how it describes like you and him. So talk about that relationship and... and yeah, my Daniel. husband is like the steadiest rock you've ever met in your life. Wow. He's got a heart of God, willing to help anyone, loves, loves the Lord, loves people, but he is just the most steady. It's kind of just like, he's just like a heartbeat, right? Like boom, 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 boom. Like it's like just so strong and steady. And it's really good for me as a woman because you as a man with a wife know that women can kind of be all over the place emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, But my husband, I mean, he has really brought... Um, like he's just, uh, brought this steadiness to my life that the Lord knew that I needed. Um, and it's pretty incredible. He's taught me a lot about loving the Lord, about self-discipline. He's one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. That's huge. It's really unbelievable. That's, that's, yeah, big Uh, big deal. The virtue of self-control in his life is unbelievable and discipline. And that's really taught me a lot because I'm a total artist. Yeah. You're an artist too. I'm yeah. like all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're a much more organized artist <laughs> than I am. Um, but he has taught me a lot uh, about that, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. And that's the compliment that I was totally. at the beginning. Yang. Um, yeah. It really is amazing because people say opposites attract. And I think sometimes that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but our relationship is definitely like a complementarity of my wild artistness and his like study type A orga- organized mind. So great. Yeah, yeah and the crazy the like that God had that plan for you and for your life. And and you didn't meet him in the United States. No, my husband's from the Netherlands. And like, don't you ever just look at the person you married and be like, I cannot believe this person loved me enough to marry me. Do you <laughs> yeah. ever think that? I, I recently I've been saying because I feel like I've had a lot of growth in my life over the past Praise year, the Lord. two years. 
and I, I talked to my wife about it. And I'm like, man, I can't believe you even liked me back then. Like, thanks, <laughs> thanks for saying yes. Yeah, right. Not only liked you, but stood on the altar right. and made vows right. to you to love you until one of you dies. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it no, really totally. is unbelievable. So the way the my husband's love for me is just like completely wrecks me in the best way all the time because mm. I'm like, wow, it really is such a reflection of Jesus's love for me. Yeah. Uh, because like even in the middle of my mess, my, like my husband is there. Wow. He's present. He loves me. And it's really incredible. And he helped give you a great new gift. Totally. Baby Zion. Totally. Co-creators uh, with the Lord. It's pretty incredible. That's pretty wild, right? Yes. To collaborate with Jesus and watch life start to finish. Nuts. It's unbelievable. Out of this world. Out of this world. Truly, life is a miracle. It really is miraculous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been such a gift to to be a mom. My son is almost one now. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he's such a little gift. Man, did, I love did that Did you kid. see a shift in, in general? I feel like... Uh, you know, sometimes like it's already embedded in you, like we talked about, you know, being a mom type thing, yeah. but then all of a sudden it like turns on totally. and you're like, you become a mom. Yes. Did you see a shift in you? What was that experience like for you becoming a mom? It's really hard because I don't know. I It felt very natural to me, but at the same time, man, it's brutal. Mm. Like people tell you it's really hard. You know, people said marriage was really hard. I haven't found that to be the case uh, yet. Of course, we're four years in yeah. and we'll experience trials later on. But uh, motherhood was harder than wow. people told me that yeah. it would be. Um, but it feels it has felt so natural. Mm. And St. John Paul II also says uh, in Muller, starting to him that when, like the mother teaches the father like how to be a father. Oh, my gosh. I can Is totally that not to the that. truth? I can totally relate. I'm like, I just, Noelle, I'm like, what do you recommend the situation? You give, what line do you want me to say to Antoinette totally. right now? I feel you, yeah. And like a mother just knows and we have to really teach a father how to be a father. Wow, I love that. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And, and I love how uh, JP2 can have that insight even though he was never yeah. a mother or a father, yeah. wow. right? Um, and so that's been really cool to see the instincts that I have that my husband doesn't. Right. Not that he's lacking, but right. that it's just as a father, you don't have those same instincts mm -hmm. uh, with your child. You don't like hear that cry and know like, oh, she's hungry yeah. or like, oh, she, you know, pooped her pants and right. she needs a change. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. And recognizing that within myself has been just unbelievable wow. that that's like how the Lord created me as a woman um, for my specific son that he uh, gave me yeah. uh, to see that has been Really, really cool. So awesome. Yeah. It's just a wow. totally supernatural gift that the Lord, I think, gives uh, each mother uh, who, you know, has a child. Yeah. Uh, even adoptive moms, right? Like, re the Lord really just gifts uh, moms in, like, with this, like, knowledge that you can't even put words to. Mm-hmm. Which incredible. I'm pretty sure Zion probably inspired uh, another project that you got yeah. coming out, a children's book. Yeah. What's the title? It's actually for little girls, but okay. I was pregnant with Zion when I started writing it. And okay. I was just thinking about like, what do children need to know? It's called God's Glorious Girl. Ooh. Yes. It's for your little girl. Oh, um, love it. But it's really, I had this revelation. I was uh, in Bakersfield, California. Cool. You know, such a majestic little yeah, place. Yeah. Shout out to Shout out Bakersfield. <laughs> Bakersfield. But I was there and I was promote I like was writing a little post about Go Bravely and one of my friends who had a girl a daughter who's like three months old, um, he said, like, Oh, I can't wait for Lily to read it. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait for her to Oh my gosh. 
why the heck would not I not write something like this mm-hmm. for Lily to read now? Yeah. So, I mean, and then it just all it spilled just out of me. Wow. So it's like a little declaration poem, like a rhyming poem for them with the message of value, of worth, of dignity, of my individuality, of yeah. my identity in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because don't we have to hear something before we believe it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I play sometimes the clip of the help. You was smart. You was kind. You was important. Mm. And I'll walk around with Antoinette and say yes. that to her because you have. It's so early on. You have to let them know who they are. Yes. Yeah. And we it, before we believe anything, we have to hear it. So I'm like, why not have these tiny girls who are mm-hmm. one year old, yeah. hearing the, this message of value and worth and beauty and individuality yeah. when they're that small? Yeah. Because I see my son all when we're out and about, I'll like start. Rest, you know how easy it is to memorize the mm-hmm. children's books. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. You just like say it by heart, mm-hmm. right, with her in the, in the night, and I see him respond. Wow. He he has this book called Moon Bear, and it's uh it says Moon Bear loves the moon. He loves her when she's half. He, and when I say that, he he respond like there's a response in him. Yeah. He's like. I know that. Yeah. And I thought, what if these girls like could hear this and, and like. I know that. Yes. Wow. So awesome. So that's gonna that's gonna be huge. I hope. Praise the Lord. I, I mean, it's gonna impact really lives in a big way. Was all the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. Praise God. And it's wild how sometimes that those things click and it just happens. Oh my gosh. This light bulb. You've had it in your life. You're mm-hmm. just like saying this thing or whatever, and yeah. this light bulb goes off, and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. God moment. Yeah. Totally. I love it. You know, you you give so many messages. I know you you said earlier um, today we were talking. You said you traveled with Zion thirty eight times <laughs> after he was born. Yeah. Okay, that's incredible. Um, too bad. Too bad he's not getting miles. I know, right? <laughs> um, uh. But it's a you do a lot of speaking um, worldwide, and it's such a blessing, such a vocation. Thank you for saying yes to that. Praise the Lord. What is if you could share you know one message uh, with the world? Like if you had the whole world listening right now. Uh, boys and girls, what message uh, would you want to share with them? Oh, gosh. Jesus is everything. And when you make him the center of your life and let everything flow from there, you will never be the same. Mm. Because in Jesus, you are found. You are known. Like, your identity is yeah. in him. Yeah. And you can trust him to take you where yeah. you need to go. Yeah. And I think when you make Jesus the center of your life, you are going to absolutely... Life is not some walk in the park, Mm -hmm. but you're going to find the fulfillment and the peace Mm -hmm. and truly the joy that your heart is desperately longing for. Yes. Uh, So good. Jesus is everything. Yes. Are there any uh, special scripture verses or passages that you love? Oh, gosh. So many. Okay. It was like maybe one or two. I... I love the women in scripture. Okay. Um, they, I mean, they're my favorite because Jesus really uplifted the dignity of women wherever mm-hmm. he went, yeah. which was really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, and my favorite scripture is Psalm 63, 7. It says, in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. Mm-hmm. So I just imagine like being just enveloped by the Lord and just like singing his praises. Yes. Because it, when we sing the praises of the Lord, the devil flees. And uh, we can just be like under, like in the refuge of his wings. So Psalm 63, 7, that's my favorite. Powerful. Favorite verse. What's your favorite scripture verse? Uh, Well, one of my favorite stories is um, when the woman with issue of blood, she 12 12 years, 
if I could only touch Jesus and then he, you know, he's walking the crowd, everybody's touching him yeah. and he feels power leave his body. And he says, who touched me? And he's like, they're like, what do you mean? Everyone's touching you. And it was the woman. And then what I love about that is that he then sits down with her and he, and it says in scripture that she told him her whole story. That he's he's on a mission to go somewhere, but then he has time to sit. I mean, if you were telling you, Jesus was interruptible. Yeah, yeah, a wild, right? And the whole story, like a life story. I mean, if you were to share your whole story with somebody, it could go on for hours, right? Totally. So it's like incredible that Jesus had this time with this woman and and the healing, the faith that I see. If we could just touch Jesus, if we could get close, if we could feel His power, we'd be healed. Uh, I love that. I love that story because he's on his way to heal Jairus's daughter. Yeah. So within a couple of verses, he heals two women, and yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then he says, well, get the, when he heals the daughter, he says, get her a sandwich. Right. I love that. this girl. <laughs> love it. Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, for people that want to follow you, that want to subscribe, can you give us uh, – let's start off with the Instagram handle. At E-M-W-I-L-S-S. Okay. M. Wills. That's M. Wills. Okay. Uh, website. EmilyWilsonMinistries.com. Wonderful. Uh, Spotify. Oh, gosh. I don't have one. Okay. Don't worry but about I it. But I have a Spotify playlist of a lot of my favorite music called Please. We Are the Brave. We, we are, are the Brave. Brave. Do you remember, like, I want to say it was, like, 2013. We sat down, I think, at a Chipotle, and we found, like, the m- most, like, cool worship songs to make a reconciliation playlist. I don't remember Oh, that. gosh. It was back. But yes. so many gems yes. uh, in the reconciliation playlist. Love that. Okay. YouTube. If you look up Emily Wilson, all of my videos will come up and you can binge as long as you want. Fantastic. Okay, great. Um, we got some rapid fire questions. These are fun questions okay. for you um, to, to bring like us that. out here. So uh, first thought that comes to your mind, favorite flavor ice cream. Chocolate chip cookie dough by Fair. far. Sorry, this is quick fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, favorite color. Lavender. Ooh, never heard that one here. Um, musical artist you admire. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Oh Hellos. Favorite movie ever? Newsies. A book that you've read that's greatly impacted you? I Believe in Love. What inspires you? The majesty of God in all its forms. Favorite TV show? The Amazing Race. (laughs) If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? I wish that I could say... Like stand somewhere like in Europe and say, I want to see this spot right now on July 21st, 1645 and like see what it would look like. That's awesome. And just be in the center of what was happening there on that day at that time. So you're time traveling or you're getting a vision? You're getting a vision. So cool. Uh, favorite fruit? Mm, mango. Life goal? <laughs> oh gosh, to get to heaven. And complete the sentence. God is... Everything. Everything. Emily, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for your Fun time. Questions. Fun times in Canada. Thanks for being on the Mission Driven Podcast. We'll be praying for you and your ministry. Thank you for what you are doing to lead souls to Christ. It's pretty incredible. Hey, we're all on the same team. Let's do it. I need half your energy, Joe Melendrez. <laughs> thanks go. for having me on. All right, Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. What's up, Mission Driven Podcast? This is Break It down. I'm going to be chatting to you about a song called Brand New, and it actually features Emily Wilson on it. And I remember writing this song uh, actually on a plane back from Brazil in 2013. I just attended World Youth Day. And I remember writing from the perspective of personal witness and testimony 
of the first verse is kind of me describing how you can try a lot of different things and they won't be, they won't fulfill you and you'll continually want something bigger, something greater, which is God. And in the second verse, I kind of talk about my conversion experience of me encountering God for the first time. And it was really the open mind and open heart that allow God to move in my life. And I've been brand new ever since. It says in scripture that we're a new creation in Christ. Um, So that's the premise of my lyrics. And then I was like, you know, who could be a great vocalist for this? And uh, I was like, Emily, you got to record this. And we actually recorded at separate times, the same studio in Simi Valley with Bob Curtin. And Emily went in. I think I voice memoed her of what I wanted to sound like. She did a couple takes. I think I was traveling when she was recording. And this is the song. And it's my mom's favorite song. Shout out to my mom, Linda Melendrez. Anytime I perform this at a show, I dedicate it to her. It's just a reminder that God makes all things new. So this is Brand New, featuring Emily Wilson off the Kingdom Come album. Enjoy. Torn apart, worlds apart, the unknown is getting strong. Will I make it? Will I survive? I need newness, I need life. So alone, turned away. I'm so worldly, I need a break. I've been told it can change, be made new in the name. But I choose to remain right here with a stain. Right where I can stay and control my fate. I am overplayed, no mistake I haven't made. So I suffer in this pain. I'm trapped, but I'm safe Everywhere I go, everything I see Trust is 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode and are now inspired to go bravely. Special thank you to Emily Wilson being our Mission Driven guest. Big thanks to Noel Melendrez, my wife, for word of the day. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Highly recommend this new year. You just start getting in God's word every single day. Feel free to check out brand new, the song I did with Emily Wilson, off my Kingdom Come album streaming wherever you listen to music. I also want to let you know, if you have any questions you'd like to submit or you just want to reach out, my email is joe at joemelendras.com or you can go to joemelendras.com forward slash podcast. All social media is at Joe Melendrez. Post a lot on Instagram, so feel free to follow me there and reach out. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and subscribe. It really helps get the word out. Shout out to our sponsor today, Christmas on the Streets. Please check out christmasonthestreets.com and support. You can also follow Christmas on the Streets on Instagram at Christmas on the Streets. They're doing a lot right now to help with those affected by the brush fires in Australia. And let's please keep Australia in our thoughts and prayers. And we ask Jesus to please stop these fires, protect those who are being affected, lives, homes, everything. So until next time, God loves you. Happy New Year and stay mission driven.